today I'll be talking about addictions and bad habits. So hang out with me until the end and you'll find out about your value system. And the value system that we know about is actually nothing like what I'm going to teach you. Your value system pretty much is the reason why you are living the life that you are living right now. The life you are currently living. My name is Mark Provitz and welcome to Positive Mindset Project. Now, I can remember growing up in the 80s and as a kid, all the adults would be having parties, drinking and smoking, and us kids would end up just falling asleep under the tables. Though we were sober, though unable to keep up with the pace of our parents. I really love those parties. All the adults seem so funny. I also remember cheering when the random breath testing came into effect. You see, that meant that we didn't have to sit out the front of the pub after footy training anymore, alone on the front seat of Dad's car with a pink lemonade and a packet of chicken crisps. <laughs> and some of you will know exactly what I mean. And we were watching all the shenanigans going on, and I can tell you, it wasn't boring. It was like watching one big movie. Now, we were lucky enough not to have been in any serious car accident, though the accident we were involved in was accidental learning of a negative behaviour. You see, we were being programmed by our environment. Now, I have no ill will towards my parents because they were also unwitting victims of this cultural programming that their parents had also been part of. You see, there can be no responsibility without consciousness. In other words, they just didn't know any better. Now, an explanation of addiction from Gabor Mate is Addiction is any behaviour that gives you temporary relief or temporary pleasure, but in the long term causes you harm and has negative consequences that you cannot give up despite those negative consequences. Addictions has many different faces. It can be alcohol, drugs, sex, consumerism, shopping, gambling, the internet. You know, it goes on forever. And then on the other side of the coin, some people can just go and have a drink or have a smoke and they don't need to have another one. And that's probably 10 to 20% of the people out there. I can remember when I stopped my weekend binge drinking, I would wake up on a Saturday morning, 5.45am, and the first thing I would think was, wow, no headache, no dizziness. Wow. I've got a full weekend to enjoy. Instead of waking up Monday morning thinking, oh, where did the weekend go? Feeling hungover and thinking, geez, I hope I'm okay to drive. And then secondly, oh, I hope I didn't post anything inappropriate on social media or argue with anyone. Now, when I look at addiction, I think firstly, where did the pain all start? Now, Big disclaimer, I'm not a doctor and I'm not qualified to give medical advice. So if you are suffering from addiction, please seek medical help from a qualified physician and probably enter into a rehabilitation program. 
what I say here is only my experience and my personal opinion. The majority of my clients that I've had have had pain from unresolved early childhood trauma. And before anyone goes completely nuclear on me and has a total meltdown, the trauma is not always dark and sinister. It can be as simple as a child feeling neglected or unloved because their parents were always working to give that child a better life than they had for themselves. Or it can be from anxiety and stress, from financial worries, listening to parents argue constantly. A child can feel stress before it's even born. Did you know that? We all have different levels of sensitivity when dealing with anxiety and stress. As I said before, parents are not to blame. They don't go out to deliberately mess up their kids. It's just life, ordinary people living life. You see, there can be no responsibility without consciousness. Now, we are conscious, and I hope I have your attention. Now, there's also the age-old question of, can people be cured from addiction? You know, that's a, that's a hard question. Difficult to answer that. I, I would say no. Just like Gabor Mate says, what he says is no, but they can be healed. And what I've found with even my own drinking is, is the longer I go without, the easier it is to go without. So I, what I feel is that the longer we can go without a substance, generally the more we, we get used to that and we heal. That's my own experience. And the question of, so why do people use drugs, alcohol and all these other things? Well, it's not always cut and dry, though. A lot of times there is deep emotional hurt from all sorts of different things. There's, there's never ever just the one reason. Some people don't even know why. But what happens is they become unresourceful, so they use a substance to really deal with that pain that they're feeling. And they may not even understand, well, most of the time, they don't understand the pain they're going through and they just keep using. And then society looks at them as if they're inferior. And like, I'm not a big fan of locking people up for taking drugs and all this kind of thing. I prefer the, the, the model in Portugal where what they've done now is they've decriminalised all drugs uh, and there's an education program and people can, there's rules, like it's not just carte blanche. You can use them in, in your home or in certain areas. You can't drive or go to work under the influence, just like you do with alcohol. Though they've spent all the money on the rehabs. And what they've said now is that after 10 years, they've actually found that very few more percentage of people are actually using drugs than when it was illegal. So that's really interesting. And I did see a good documentary with uh, Russell Brand. And he was going around talking to uh, some, some school kids. And they said that, 
you know, they don't take drugs, it's it's bad for you, uh, it ruins your future. So that they'd actually had a pretty good education. And I think that, like I was told a long time ago, it can take a lifetime to become an alcoholic. It doesn't just, in my opinion or in my experience, I, I, I've only ever seen a few people who react wildly after taking alcohol, for example. There's a couple of people that I know who were very quiet and then once they they take a drink, they'd go on a bender and it'd go on forever and uh, and they'd get pretty, pretty wild and loose. Though for most people, it's just a slow ramp up of alcohol and I think it's just being used to take the pain away of maybe a breakup or, you know, a lot of different pain that we go through in life and that's why like dealing with that pain can really really help to resolve a lot of those issues so that's that's what i know you see negative language in front of our kids can really affect them i like to try and spend some real quality time with mine when i can and that includes using the time in the car when you're driving them to swimming or footy or dancing practice to really connect and understand what's happening in their lives because so much goes on that we just don't know about. They're always on their phones and in those chats. Now, listen up and I'll deliver on my promise right here and right now. Now, according to Massey, did you know that in our childhood, on our way to adulthood, we go through three distinct development stages. From zero to seven years old, we go through what is called imprinting. We are like little sponges. Our unconscious mind is just like a video recorder, and it's recording everything we see, everything we hear, everything we feel, even smell and taste. Pretty amazing, eh? This is where we begin to form our values and our belief system. I think this is the most crucial part of a child's life. Have you ever heard your child or someone else's child swear out of the blue and recognize where they learned that word? Yeah, that's them learning from us. Then we move on to modeling. We do this from around seven to 14 years old. In this period, we lose even more of our independent and individual thinking by modelling others. We copy what we find to be cool and exciting. This is where we come up with all those catchphrases from songs we hear or from the movies. Our unconscious mind is constantly developing. Then we move on to socialising. Now, in this period, This is usually from 14 to 21 years old. This is where we really bake the cake, so to speak. Once we reach the age of 21, rarely do our core values change unless we consciously change them. Most people are not even aware of their value system. To change this value system, I recommend a life-changing breakthrough session. This is my favourite NLP process, and that certainly changed my life. Now, in our socialising period, we generally model our peers. 
Have you ever heard the phrase, show me your friends and I'll show you your future? This is where sometimes people need to leave their little town and go to the big city looking for people who are more like them. You see, they've realised that their values are no longer in line with their friends and their peers. And that's fine. It's just all about personal development and growth. And there's no right or wrong. There's just learning. Now, I hope after this little revelation, you can understand how important it is for our kids to have great role models. And that is us. It really starts and ends with us. They match and mirror us in so many ways. Once I learned this, I really started to understand how our kids can follow into our addictions. And unfortunately, by the time we realise, it can be a little bit late to change that learned negative behaviour. I've seen this and I've been part of it myself. It wasn't until I had my own awakening that I truly seen it for what it was. I really had to step outside of the bubble. It was so difficult to see clearly and it can be so hard to break the cycle. And if you don't believe me, next time you go out with friends, make the announcement that you're not drinking tonight and see people's responses. I recently told people I was doing three months of no drinking whilst in a bar. At least the response was supportive, though they talked to me like I was being shipped off to war. They even made a point of shaking my hand and wishing me good luck when they left the bar. Other times, people have asked me, what's wrong with me? And I just replied, well, I want to wake up without a hangover and enjoy the weekend for a change. I think it went in, in one ear and straight out the other. Now, most of my information I've provided you comes from great therapists like Gabal Mate, Massey and Craig Beck, and also my own personal experience. Now, if you are struggling with addiction, I recommend listening to How Alcohol Lied to Me from Craig Beck. You can download that on any of these streaming surfaces like Spotify or Amazon. Now, go and see your doctor and make a plan. There really is a happy, fulfilling life out there once you ask for help. And you'll find your friends will be really supportive of you. I find even the friends who want to cut down or even quit that haven't, well, they support me all the way. And they do love it when I drive them home after a massive night. (laughs) I really hope you enjoyed my latest episode of Addiction. This subject is so many angles. It's impossible to cover everything. So please share and subscribe and give me a five-star rating if you enjoyed it. It helps me reach more people. And if no one told you today, I love you and I appreciate you. You've been listening to Mark Probitz and you are on the Positive Mindset Project.